Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, happy to be with you yet again, your host, joined by the one and only, our pastor Michael Gibson. Sir, hello, how are hello. you? I'm doing well. We have had, uh, I'd say, quite the last week or so, I guess you have in, in, a, in, a, in a big way, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Return to Palau premiere, That was we had two showings, we had 1,100 people in the auditorium here at the King Church. Oof. And then the following evening, we were over at Wharton Auditorium at Southwestern Adventist University, just across the street from our church building. Well, the campus is, not mm-hmm. the auditorium. And packed out there, 250 people in attendance. And just the outpouring in our community was amazing. Yeah. So yeah. if you were there, thanks for being there. If you weren't, too bad, so sad. You'll check out the film at returntopalau.com. You know, f- that Friday night when we premiered uh, the film, it's the only time when our phrase, there's room for one more, probably didn't apply. Yeah, I don't think I could have said that and been yeah. been honest. It was uh, it was packed. Yeah. Uh, I was up in the balcony. I mean, it was just, it was packed. Yeah. It was it's really cool to the, see. The fullest I've seen our church in a very long time. Yeah. Very Imagine that for Elevate every... Woo-hoo! Boy. Come on. It's okay. The Lord will provide. They will. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, you got other plans, right? You're heading out. To, yeah. uh, to, to premiere it in some, a couple other places, right? Yeah, this coming weekend, we're going to be at Andrews University, which is in Southwest Michigan, another one of our sister institutions, a denominational school. So we'll be there for the weekend. We got one showing planned there. Uh, that's our old stomping grounds. I went to seminary up at Andrews. So go back to one of my alma maters and see some close friends and people that are still in the area that we haven't seen in a while. So that'll be good. Have you enjoyed not being the star of the show? Yes, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> Does Melissa enjoy being the star of the show? No, she hates it. <laughs> That's so but funny. But I love it because I we walk into the room and everybody's excited to see her and they're yeah, not yeah, excited yeah. to see me. I'm like, yes, I've arrived. <laughs> I've arrived. You've achieved it all. Yes. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> uh, so it's been very exciting around yeah. these parts for the better part of a week. Yeah. Um, yep. And I know a lot of people have loved the film. They're all waiting to get their hands on it. The church members in my church who yeah. heard about the premiere that weren't here to be able to watch it are like begging me, get the movie somehow. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I, I, this is not like a one, two, three movies thing where I could just go on the internet and pull this thing up. Give it some time, you know? Yeah. Um, no, we're, we're excited. We're, we're even in talks. I've, I've got a meeting later this evening with um, the distribution company that our, that our team is working, the team that has been assembled to work on this. Um, and within the recording of this podcast in April of 2022, we're hoping that it'll be available for public consumption in the next week or two on the Return to Palau website. So returntopalau.com, you'll be able to access it there and it'll kind of work like Amazon video. You say, hey, I want to watch the movie. And it'll say, please, would you rent it for two or three dollars? Uh, and then you'll have 30 days to, to click play. And once you click play, it's 48 hours to, to watch the film. Um, and we're not making any money off of it, but just, uh, some to defray the streaming costs, plus some to mm-hmm. put towards further projects to help the film get into other languages and other markets and distribute the uh, distributed around the world. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Mm. Pretty exciting. Yeah. That's really cool. I had someone tell me that it's, it's such a sad, uh, beginning to a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that kind of, we've been kind of been talking about here at Elevate, I guess, for the last couple of weeks to a certain extent. Um, this person told me, you know, such a sad beginning, but sometimes we just have to be patient with God and he'll turn it into mm-hmm. into something incredible. Yeah. You know, and so a story that for Melissa started out in the worst way possible now is impacting, who, I mean, who knows? 
how many people could get this hand their hands on the film yeah and 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 see and see how god's grace and mercy works you know? yeah yeah so yeah no it's incredible i love supporting melissa and um cheering her on yeah That's- so let me ask this because you obviously spoke the following day mm-hmm. right so we mm-hmm. premiered it friday and then um i'm sure this was a very interesting message to maybe prepare for mm-hmm. um how'd you kind of go through that process because you had the movie you didn't want to upstage at all but you still <laughs> yeah. wanted to yeah kind of touch on the subject yeah how was that working in your brain for you uh well this sermon was outlined in a car uh, somewhere between here and north dallas <laughs> okay so hey sometimes god comes in <laughs> In the most weird times, you just got to take a notepad and start, you know? <laughs> yeah, my, my wife and I were running some errands uh, one evening that took us up to, to North Dallas. She's got some family up there as well, so we we're going to spend some time with them. And uh, on our way back, uh, we're just talking about the film, talking about the premiere, and I just kind of start spitballing with her some ideas of what I'm wanting to cover as kind of a one-off sermon you know i I, if you've listened to this podcast for a while or know me i don't do one-off sermons very often Mm -hmm. this one kind of ties into where we've been with hope has a name but it was very much on its own uh and we just kind of started to talk and uh there's a lot of influence in the sermon from melissa uh there's some um some of the the key points or some of the the points that i made had a huge influence from her and so yeah that was the that's the behind the scenes look. We're just, we're talking and I'm like, oh, quick, write that. We're, okay, what's the, what's the title going to be? What's the engaged question? Oh, quick, write that down. Can you text that to me as I'm driving and she's in the passenger seat? Uh, and yeah, we outlined the sermon together. Just And then I, through the rest of the week, was kind of putting more flesh and bones or flesh on the, on the bones. It's really cool. Yeah. It's pretty neat, man. We need to have her sitting right over here. Yeah. We, <laughs> her schedule's been... I, <laughs> As as her agent, yeah, 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 can tell you that her schedule has been very full. No, no, I can imagine. <laughs> I can, I can only imagine, literally. So yeah, we need um, to get her into the studio sometimes. She's been on the podcast. I can't tell you what episode she's been on, but there's been a couple, couple episodes. I think it's before your time, Kevin. Yep, for my time. Yeah. Um, you started the the message out with something very interesting. Uh, you, you asked kind of a series of why questions, mm-hmm. and. I wanted to kind of open that up a little bit so you could explain this idea of, of why. And and I got to realizing that maybe we we mess up that, that question when we confront God and mm. when we go to God. Um, we almost make it as an, as an accusation. It's like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. Instead of like, like, why is this happening? But in the bigger picture, we were so focused on yeah. like, that moment right and so i kind of wanted to see if you could expound on that a little bit on on this idea of why and when we come to god like that yeah uh as i mentioned in the message that's the the classic question right we look around in the world we're curious and it starts off with kind of general curiosity and then it moves to the the deeper stuff uh i don't think the why question is a bad question to ask um but i do think that the response that we expect uh, we've got to be careful with with the the expectation of how God's going to respond, because mm. in the same way, uh, oh, I was uh, let me let me use this as an illustration. I quoted um, Abraham William, the book Among the Ashes, uh, and I this was originally uh, 
something that I thought I was going to share, but then got struck from the message. Uh, he quotes somebody else, and I don't remember who he quotes. <laughs> but this person tells a story of, uh, it's kind of a hypothetical situation. It says, suppose a, a young child has been diagnosed with uh, a terminal cancer diagnosis. Uh, and now that child has to go through chemotherapy to, to see, like, maybe, maybe we can beat this thing. Mm-hmm. And so the child is is laying in, in in bed and just in pain because of the therapy uh, and because of the cancer first and then the therapy afterwards. And the question is asked of the child's mom, mom, why? Why do I have to go through this this pain? Why is chemotherapy so painful? And the mother has kind of one of two choices. I mean, it can get more nuanced than that, but kind of one of two choices. The mom can say, well, dear son, dear daughter, at five years old, you see this IV bag that's hanging over here to the side of you mm-hmm. has a particular set of medicine. And what that medicine is doing is going inside of your body and, it's, and she begins to give the correct medical explanation as to why the child has to go through chemotherapy. Uh, is that the question the child is a- asking though? Sort of, kind of, not really. Sort of, kind of, not really. Yeah. At least that's not the 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 real response that the child is wanting to right. know. What the child wants to know is, is what I'm going through going to be okay? Mm-hmm. And are you as a parent allowing something to happen that's ultimately for my better good? Mm-hmm. And so the scenario changes if the mom, instead of um, giving the medically correct response says, honey, you know, I love you so, so very much. And if we could trade spaces, I would. We could be, I was in the bed and you could be beside me. I would do that in a heartbeat. And there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into the background of what's going on. But know that I love you and I'm walking through this journey, this pain with you. We're doing this together. And I think that's how God approaches our why questions. I think God could give us the cosmological or the theolo- uh, theologically correct response, the end from the beginning, the eschatologically correct response. I mean, like this is how it's framed within the great controversy or the cosmic conflict. But I think what God is more willing to do is say, you know, at this point, it doesn't really matter some of those details. Know that I'm walking through this pain with you. Mm-hmm. And so if we're expecting the or expecting God to lay out the the flight plan and explain it to us, I don't think we'll ever get that answer short of heaven. And even then, I think it'll take an eternity to unpack. So what I think we can expect when we ask the why question is a God who comes close yeah. and walks with us. To your point, we, we kind of mess up how we kind of don't understand the answer. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe sometimes it's something that can mess us up. Well, and even to use to use my, my wife as an illustration, she'll describe... Uh, no spoilers for the film, but she'll describe when, um, when she lost her parents and was uh, abducted by the the murderer. She talks about in that moment not really knowing what to do, but feeling that she was she was somehow at peace, and it, it like boggles my mind every time I hear it because yeah. like you're just you just lost your parents and you're this strange guy like yeah. you know you're f- afraid for your life. She's like. I was I was afraid, but I knew that God was with me. Yeah, she said in the film, I wasn't alone. Yeah, I wasn't alone, right? And so in that moment, she can ask the question, why? Right. And it's only 18 years later, 
that we are only beginning to understand a fraction of why. Mm. And maybe it's not why, maybe it's in spite of. So the, the negative thing, the horrible evil thing that happened to her, God is able to do good in spite of the evil that's come upon her. That was, that was a very uh, telling moment for me in the film. Mm. At 10, 11 years old, to know, I don't know what just happened, mm-hmm. but I know that I'm not here by myself. This was this was to me one of the most important things of of the message. You you know we talking about our suffering and the place that we sometimes find ourselves in that's very dark, and we begin to ask questions and doubt ourselves, and even at that point doubt God. Yeah. You said, and it was kind of towards the end. God's goal is not, and it's something that we, I guess, forget. God's goal is not to keep us there. Yeah. And we sometimes think that that's like the only place. So if I'm if I'm at the bottom, well, then I got nowhere to go. <laughs> but you reinforced it. Like God's goal is not to keep you there. Like yeah. he, his his whole test with Job wasn't to keep Job there and see how long it would take. Yeah. Um, he needed to see that Job was faithful to him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we're we're Christian Eeyores. Okay. Yeah, Eeyore from Can't Winnie, wait for Winnie, this analogy. Eeyore from <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, right? Okay. I was just like, yeah. life is life. Uh-huh. And it's not gonna get any better. Um I don't know any Eeyore quotes off the top of my head or else. I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> Maybe Shane can throw some Eeyore quotes in yeah. over this part. <laughs> Thanks for inviting me over, Pooh Bear. Guess you couldn't get anyone more interesting to come. And so we, we, we walk around like Christian Eeyores pretending like because I mean the Bible does say that the the way of Jesus is the way of the cross. That there is a, a cross and a burden that we have to bear and mm. expect suffering, expect pain. Um but that's not like a place that we arrive in and we've arrived and like, Oh, I'm a Christian now because I'm suffering. And like, let me stay in this yeah. horrible place. As much as the Bible talks about suffering and pain, it's, it talks about joy and delight. Mm-hmm. And what, what God wants to do with us in our suffering is, is let us know unequivocally, I can do something with this. Mm-hmm. I can take your suffering and redeem it. I may not be able to, at this moment, um, hold my hand over you in a way that the pain diminishes, hold my hand over you in a way that you're no longer suffering, but know that I'm going to take this pain, this suffering where you're at right now, and I'm going to work with it. And it may be two hours later. It may be two weeks later. It may be two years later. It may be two decades later that you find out how God was holding you in the midst of that suffering and pain. And he was beginning a work in your life that only now looking back, can you see that God was right? He says, yeah, I can work with this. I can get you there from here. I can do something mm-hmm. with your pain and suffering that's beyond your wildest imagination. It just put me to think, do you think in the garden when 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 Jesus says, look, if there's another way, find mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But if not, your will be done. Is that? Do you think at that moment he came to that realization as well? I mean, despite being half God, half man, however you want to look at it, <laughs> maybe knowing how things are going to end yeah. up. But but at that moment, he's suffering mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. His friends have left him, essentially. Yeah. Does he? Do you think he comes to that realization right then and there? I, I, I think so. I think in the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus is pouring out his heart in that way before God, we, we glimpse his humanity. 
there are moments when we glimpse his divinity and divinity flashes forth a, a sidebar. I love the the story when uh, Peter cuts off the high priest servant's ear. Yeah. And Jesus is handcuffed in chains. He takes the handcuffs off, puts the ear back on the guy's head. But nobody even noticed. Him. Yeah. Nobody knows. And then he puts the handcuffs back on. And he's like, we can go. <laughs> like, I, just, I love that moment. Anyways, um, the when he's praying, his, his, and that divinity shown through on that one. When he's praying, his humanity shown, is uh, shining through. Um, he's like, God, if there is any other way, because this is just too much. Mm-hmm. The suffering is incredible. And Ellen White in the book Desire of Ages uh, comments that Jesus was unable to see beyond the cross. He's unable to see beyond the grave. The The sin that had come upon him was so great. And the separation from God was so was was so large. He never felt that before. No. He never felt that. He'd been living day by day in the presence of the Father. And the Father is now very much present in his life. But is, he is, because mm-hmm. of his sin, he's being separated from his life source. So he can't see through. He can't, he can't know that he's waking up on resurrection morning. He doesn't know. And I resonate with Jesus in that moment as a human being because my suffering often feels insurmountable. Mm-hmm. God, is there any other way? Mm-hmm. Why does my wife as a young girl have to experience the brutal loss of her father, mother, and brother in front of her? And then to be abducted and left on the side of the road for dead. Why? Is there any other way? And God says, God, I'm sure says, yeah, there probably is. But this, this is the way that things happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether God allows bad things to happen, we can talk about the, the passivity of God. I think that makes him a little bit like too passive. I think that there's, uh, we don't give God enough credit sometimes, and we also don't give Satan enough credit sometimes. I, though Satan needs no credit, um, the the agency that Satan has to affect our lives in negative ways, mm-hmm. and the agency that God has to affect our lives in positive ways, and how those two interact. There's a relationship there, and so the bad that you're that you're feeling suffering is not the byproduct of God just kind of backing up and being like, well, I mean, I could have done something, but I chose not to. I don't, I think God is tirelessly working on our behalf. Yeah. But he self-limits to the point that, because he could overpower Satan. He could overpower, like he could take care of all this thing and snap fingers. But that, and this is, this is a whole nother talent tangent (laughs) that you can bring us back to. Uh, The great controversy, cosmic conflict is not a war of power. It's a war on character. And so God, yeah, power's already been determined. Power's already like been easily. determined. Yep. Yeah. God could snap his fingers and he could fix this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But what that doesn't show is his character. That's right. So God in humanity is playing the long game. He's saying, I'm going to let my character shine forth. And so when you look over the annals of history and you see how I was working here and working here and working here, you wouldn't choose any other way mm-hmm. because you saw I did what I could do yeah. in those moments. And that's how the devil gets us because he makes... He, we're all very desperate beings mm-hmm. by nature mm-hmm. and we don't understand the long game mm-hmm. and we hate processes. Mm-hmm. And so if he can get us away from that, yeah. well then you can't see the plan of God because it's taken too long or yeah. too many things are going on and, and he promised you that 10 years ago or, you know, just like things like that, he gets us very distracted from yeah. Yeah. and you begin to can't, you know, to not see. One of the things that I loved about what you just said about Jesus in the garden is that it gives me 
a sense of peace and joy and comfort because Jesus feels, like you said, the, he felt the exact same way that we do. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know why this is happening, God. If there's another way, please tell me. Yeah. Uh, but he couldn't see to Sunday morning. <laughs> like, no. you know, he, he couldn't see that. And God sees whatever's going to happen in two or three days or yeah. for us sometimes months or even in Melissa's case, years. Yeah. It's like, I have that resurrection day planned for you, yeah. you know, when, when you're going to be able to finally see why this this had to happen, yeah. you know? Well, go figure. We're we're talking about all of this during uh, <laughs> Resurrection yeah. Week, right? So yeah. this episode's dropping like right on time. Right on like, time. I, I, I was, yeah that that picture of of Jesus, I resonate with, and you know to the 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 final point of the message about how God's tur- God's heart turns over inside. There's seismic activity in the heart mm-hmm. of God, uh, in the face of our suffering and pain. Um, we have a God that can empathize with us. Mm-hmm. That we can empathize with God, uh, and that He it pains him to see us hurting. Mm-hmm. And that's important to note because I think people have this idea that he just sits up there and has no emotion and is just yeah. doing his own thing. Um, but his point in creating Adam and Eve was not for them to go through anything bad ever. Yeah. You know, his, his, he doesn't enjoy uh, seeing us suffer or go through oppression or any crazy situation because right. we're his children and what? parent loves to see their child you know go through stuff right yeah um you know when uh my dad and you know my dad we're yeah. all big big time into sports yeah and so you know he could have probably been that parent that was just hounding on me and my brother to like be perfect baseball or little league basketball players yeah. um but he realized that we're gonna make mistakes on the court and that we're gonna sometimes catch that fly, not catch that fly ball, you know, um, and we're gonna. It's gonna suck because we're little kids and we want to catch every ball. Yeah. But my dad understood that we have to learn that on our own. But he's gonna be there every step of the way. Yeah. And eventually, hey, you'll become a better player because of it, you know. Right. Um, right. He doesn't like to see us make mistakes, but he couldn't also be on top of us. And I think. Um, that's kind of God how he is sometimes. You know, we just kind yeah. of have to go through stuff. Yeah. But he can make you completely better out of that. You yeah. Know? So I have a listener question. Let's go. All right. We have we had a we had a female last week. This is a male. Okay. Okay. Thank you, dear listener. Dear listener, that's right. Um and this will be interesting. I don't know if we have the one hundred percent perfect answer to this. Okay. But we'll try our best. This person said, if God wanted to reach me, why does he have to allow suffering to happen can he not teach me this lesson in any other way <laughs> yeah um probably but god's got to work with what he's got and so there there is evil jesus says in uh john chapter 16 verse 33 in this world you will have trouble now it's not jesus divinely prophesying and saying <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have trouble because of me uh-huh. He's saying there is evil in this world. And I, I resonate with the heart uh, of this question and the, the heart of the listener. So I don't want to be dismissive in my response uh, because I, I think that's the question, right? Can Jesus in the garden, can, can can you use something else? Yeah. Like, do I have to go through the suffering and the uh-huh. pain? Um, and I would say that God doesn't want you to go through the suffering and the pain. He doesn't want you to experience the things that you are experiencing. 
there's this thing called evil and this guy called the devil that God's going to ultimately take care of. And he's playing the long game in your in your life. And the devil is affecting you in that way. And I find hope and courage to know that though God doesn't bring about my suffering and pain, he uses it for his good and for mine. Hmm. And so there's this redemptive idea that when I face trials and tribulations, God is working to redeem those trials and tribulations in my life. Hmm. I find incredible courage in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in the, the Melissa's life. Uh, you know, it's been a couple decades since she lost her parents, and we're mm-hmm. only, only beginning to see what God is is using, or what what God is bringing about, how God is using suffering and pain, yeah. to touch so many lives. Mm-hmm. Like, her dad was a pastor. Her mom was a teacher. They shared the love of Jesus in their life, and in their death. They're speaking to thousands, if not millions more. And I think only God can bring about that good. And Mm -hmm. it's a miracle that the devil can't replicate. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for being here, Pastor Michael, as always. Uh, It was a fantastic message. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break. You want to go through that a little bit to let everybody know what's going on? Yeah. So uh, April is always an augmented month for us because there's just so many different things going on in our community between graduations and Easter and alumni weekends and I think we have communion, a communion services. Sabbath. Yep, yeah, yep. all of that stuff. So it's a lot of fun, <laughs> but it doesn't make for great uh, continuity on a podcast. So uh, this is going to be the last retake for a while. You'll probably hear some messages pop in for the mm-hmm. next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to pause the conversations. Uh, just give us a little bit of a break, kind of retool uh, and uh, see how we can imp- continue to improve these conversations in the future. Kelvin's been doing a fantastic job. This is in in no way a diminishment of what he's bringing to the table, uh, but just to give us a little break, you sure. know, like a little bit of a rest. Uh, and then mid-May, we're going to be back with a, a new series. I don't know exactly where we're headed yet. I've got a couple of ideas, uh, but... Uh, we'll tease those at the right time. Yeah, I don't think we're ready to do that. Probably Kelvin and I will talk about it off mic. Um, we'll just, we'll, it'll be suspenseful for you. Where That's are right. we going this summer? That's right. I don't know yet, uh, but God is leading. So yeah, if uh, you'll probably, Tuesdays will probably keep up with some message episodes, but mm-hmm. Thursdays, you know, just go ahead and listen to one of the previous retakes or get caught sure. up on a series or something. Yeah, maybe you missed you out know. something from Hope Has a Name. You want to go yeah. back and check it out? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Um, but okay, sounds good. So we'll hear from, well, you'll hear the messages. Yeah. Uh, so you may hear Pastor Michael's voice somewhere in there at some point. but uh, Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe, but <laughs> you'll hear from me at least uh, in, in a couple of weeks as we yeah. as we get back rolling with a, with a brand new series that we're yeah. super excited for, yeah. wherever God decides to take it. Yeah. So. so we'll keep you all posted. We'll keep you, we'll keep you teased. If you want to stay up with everything that's going on, check out our socials, Instagram yep. at thisiselevatetx. Uh, Facebook as well, uh, Elevate Ministries, and follow the Keen Church, um, and you'll kind of know what's going on. Yeah, you'll keep track of what's happening here in the building locally. Um, all those links will be in the description. And uh, and yeah, thanks so much for being here, of course, again. It was a great conversation. Um, if you're listening and you want to share the episode, there's many ways to do so, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just click that share button. They've got a lot of cool features now where they can just paste it onto your social media. So you don't have to worry about like copy and pasting links. It's really easy to get God's word spread uh, throughout the world currently. And we ask that you maybe do so. Maybe you have a friend, family member who's going through something and you know this episode could bless them or even the message. Share that one 
as well. So, that's right. Anything else? I think we're good. Nope. That's Michael signing off. <laughs> for Michael, for Pastor Michael and Kelvin, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Remember, there's, there's always, always room, room for, for one more. more.